0: What is world? Hello and welcome back to the What is World podcast. It is so nice to finally be back in. I would love to say studio, but let's be honest, I'm sat in my bedroom recording on my phone with some earphones. But it's nice to be back, nonetheless. Um The podcast took a little hiatus. It seems to be doing that a lot lately, uh, just due to my mental health. However, I should be back now, hopefully full time. I'm aiming to push out at least one episode a week at the start. However, this week is the exception of the rule. So it's the 26th of October on the date of recording this. It's a Tuesday, and I'm unsure if today's episode will be dropping. Well, you know when it's going to be dropping, don't you? Because you're listening to it. And I've got something planned for later on in the week, a kind of Halloween-themed episode, because I believe it's Halloween on either the Saturday or the Sunday just based on basic math, it's the Sunday. <laughs> so yeah, today I figured I would do something a little different, which is talk about my own personal experiences, more specifically what I did around the month of September and from that, the way that that impacted me and some regrets I have about it. And obviously you do know that it's about Cycle 300 and the effects of exercise, I may drift off a little bit because I, you know, I I tend to waffle a lot if you haven't noticed, so yeah, let's just get right into it. Okay, so let's just break it down straight away, so Cycle 300 is a challenge set up by Cancer Research UK, the, the whole premise of it is pretty much exactly how the title sounds, you cycle 300 miles throughout the entire month, now as a beginner cyclist, I thought you know what, that's going to be easy that, I didn't. I'll shit myself. Um, I sat there and I went, what the bloody hell have you signed up for now, Adam? But nonetheless, I thought, 1st of September, hop on the bike, we'll go for a little ride and we'll see where it takes us. And well, it took us on quite an emotional journey, in all honesty. But before that, before I tell you all about the journey, I'd just like to say thank you so much to everybody who donated to that. I made sure he's £277, including gift aid, which to me is just incredible because it was something that I was doing kind of, you know, just as a bit of fun, a bit of a distraction from my own head, a a way to kind of prove to myself that when I set a task, I can accomplish that. And I'm trying to take the ethic that I got from, from Cycle 300 into podcasting. And you'll learn a little more about that. So I went for what I believed would have been the easier approach. Now looking back on it, and maybe it's just because my abilities got better. I believe I'd have been better doing around 15 miles for, say, 10 days. And then, obviously I'm halfway done there, and then just take it easy from there. However, I decided 10 miles a day, that'll be easy enough. And let me tell you, it was not. It did work wonders for mental health, though. In all honesty, I often preach on the podcast about how exercise is very important for keeping your mind i'd say alive distracted have a focus now something i've been struggling with literally over the past few weeks is trying to find a common purpose trying to find a drive a goal some ambition and although i haven't found that at the moment i can genuinely say that exercise does help with that because even though it might not be a life goal, so I don't know, say that your life goal is to own a house. And I'm pretty sure I've said something similar on another podcast. Um, Say your life goal is to own a house, right? Exercising isn't going to help you to achieve that unless that's in your job line or your sector or whatever. But what it is going to do is it's going to keep your mind disciplined. It's going to keep you focused and consistent. And it's going to prove to you and to the people around you that you stick to your word And that's something that I don't really do very often. I don't stick to my word. I I tend to break a few promises. I'm pretty sure we all do because as humans, we aren't perfect, obviously. But I certainly try my best to honour them and to continue on from them. You know, one thing I am grateful for, though, in the whole experience, as difficult as I found it, because in all honesty, it got... If you know me, you know that my birthday is in the middle of September. Well, around the middle of September. And... That meant I I needed to have a day off, whether it was that day or another day. And it ended up that I, was, I had some plans to do something with a few friends. A few days after that, I can't remember the specific date now, it's over a month ago. So I needed to allow for a day off, so that meant that I had to get at least 10 miles ahead. So whether that was doing 12 miles for a few days or something, that was the plan I originally intended on doing until... The fourth day of Cycle 300 when I decided to injure myself in the groinal area. bit too much information, I know. But it did set me back a day or two. I I thought I'd fight through it. I got on the indoor bicycle. You know one of those exercise ones? I thought, ah, oh, I'll just smash through it, smash through it, smash through it. Didn't work. Made it worse. I had to take, a, I, had to take I believe, two days off. So that meant that I had to somehow recuperate 30 miles when I was doing 10 miles a day, so I believe that some days ended up doing, I believe I did one 20 mile day on, on the indoor exercise bike, because I've only cycled 20 miles once on the outdoor bike, but it was raining and it was cold, and although they aren't excuses, I figured that I didn't want to put myself too far out of my comfort zone, especially with recovering from injuries, and because I sustained quite a few injuries actually, and that was my own fault due to not warming up. So I did one twenty mile day, so that meant I had to get another 20 extra miles in. I believe I did five 12-mile days, so I had 10 miles left to kind of recuperate. And I think that, that 10 miles just accumulated from doing, like, some 11 miles, some 11.5s. You know, because obviously, I'd said 10 miles a day, but I'd go a little bit over, which I think is just kind of, just depends on if I had to go down a side street to avoid some traffic or if I had to know cross a road it it's a very difficult thing and i would just like to say right now to um people who i think have taken up cycling do it absolutely do it it provides such an opportunity to look around your local area like i've seen things right over that last month that i didn't even know existed i've seen animals that i forgot existed and that's not just because i'm thick like don't get me wrong i'd say i'm a fairly thick person but it's just when you're so wrapped up in, you know, this concrete jungle, so to speak, that you know, a town, a city, a village even, you don't tend to see a lot of nature. You don't tend to really just admire your surroundings. And I believe it's something that I feel like if a lot more of us did, society as a whole would be a lot more chilled out. I don't know how I always manage to wrap the podcast back to how I feel society is. Maybe I just need to do a whole episode on that, but I feel like it'd take an hour or so. I don't know what the listeners would think of that, but please let me know. I mean, suffice to say, it was nonetheless a brilliant experience. I would recommend it to everyone. You know, you're raising money for a cause that realistically does need the funds. You know, you, you see fundraisers all the time, but... Until I decided to put myself through one, I never really considered to donate into any. And as horrible as that sounds, because in my head that does sound horrible, it's just true. It's like, for example, on PayPal, when you, I don't know, say you're ordering a Just Eat, this is personally my experience, when you're ordering a Just Eat or an Uber Eats, and I know that doesn't really fit in with my diet at the moment, but when you're doing that, it offers you the opportunity to donate a pound to the charity. Realistically... And that's not just cancer research, it could be any charity, whatever is up there at the moment. I believe it was breast cancer, uh when I donated the pound, uh which was last last week. Uh yeah, last week. So Yeah, it's literally a little take a box, you just click, would you like to add a pound? Just click yeah. At the end of the day, a pound unless you genuinely need like every penny you have, a pound isn't gonna isn't gonna take away from your day, is it? It's not going to make you go without a meal, but it could really, really help Like those who actually really could use the help. You know, before now, I've seen I've seen people like charity works. I've just been like, oh, fuck off. I don't want to deal with you. But now, I always do try. Like, I do try to give them the time of day. I do try to listen and to help where I can. I mean, obviously, you know, as a teenager myself, I'm, I don't have the most access to funds. However, if I can spare some change at least, then, you know, why wouldn't you? At the end of the day, it's contributing to something a lot bigger than me or you or anyone that you know at the moment. At least I'd imagine so. I don't know. Maybe your dad's Bill Gates. Hello, Bill Gates' son. You know what it is about cycling as well, now that I'm sat here thinking about it? It's just so much quicker than, like, taking a car. And not in the long run, don't get me wrong, you know, if it's a three hour car journey, it's not going to take you three hours on a bike, it's going to take you at least double that, I'd say, maybe triple that, but in terms of like, so my local area, I'm not going to bait myself out or anything, but there's a, there's a main road, you know, there's loads of main roads all over the UK, but I live near a main road and around rush hour, a lot, around the times that schools finish, the, the roads are just, you know what, don't bother if you're in a car now i know that you shouldn't do this but if you take your bike and you just put it on the pavement you can get up that road 10 times quicker than any car now as i said it's not advised it's not practical it's not something i would encourage but i don't know if if you're in a real 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 hurry and you need to get somewhere quickly it's always an alternative isn't it You know, and not only that, but how much environmentally friendlier, is it, is that word, environmentally friendlier? I I don't know, it's a lot better for the environment, though. And you don't have to deal with the hassle of getting on a train or a bus that stinks of fucking piss. Like, I was I sat here thinking about this last night. Like, how inconvenient is British transport? In fact, you know what, we're just going to do another segment on British transport. So on the subject of transport in the UK specifically, I figured I might as well start out with buses because well, it's the method of public transport that I'm I'm most familiar with. You know, other than taxis, because, you know, taxis are going to take you from exactly where you are to exactly where you want to go, but I feel like that's literally just a car. Same with Uber. But in terms of buses, right... Now, I'm not entirely sure on the prices of, like, bus tickets, because it's been a few years now, but I remember back when I was a student, for a weekly bus pass for, like, a teenager, it was £7.50, £7. £7.50 in my local area, well, what was my local area, I've moved since, and that's, I'd say that's moderately priced, actually, looking back on it. You know, £7.50, I get a journey practically from outside my house to my place of education and back. Every day, fair play, actually. But in terms of adult prices and to go any substantial distance, because I'm I'm talking about, like, a 10, 15-minute bus journey. but to go, like, a substantial distance, say, like, I don't know, an hour or two. It's just, it's not worth it because... For example, when I was going into the city with a few of my friends before, from where I was living at the time, it was £12.50. And we're talking for an hour here, for an hour, £12.50, and you're probably thinking, that's not too bad. But for £12.50, I can get a return ticket on the train. Don't get me wrong, you can get return on the bus for the exact same price, but you can get return on the train. It's quicker, it's cleaner. Debatably, the people are friendlier. And depending on the time, you could even have somewhere to sit. Now that that's a that's an achievement, right? In all honesty. Because on the bus, you've got people stinking to piss and sweat, which is fair enough. Let them do what they want. I am not gonna call anyone out, but you've got you know, you've got body odor on there, definitely. And then you know, it's overcrowded, it's always overcrowded on the bus. i don't remember the last time I saw one that didn't have many people on. In the height of COVID as well, because you know, you sat amongst C I don't know. How many people get on a bus, man? I I believe they can seat, like, 30 people, if I had to take a guess. Maybe a few more. But, you know, you're that closely compacted, and the bus drivers aren't usually too friendly around here. Don't get me wrong, on a few buses I've been, they've been nothing but helpful, but... I don't know, maybe I'm stereotyping a little bit there, and I'd like to apologise if so, but... It's just, buses in... In all honesty, I've not had a positive experience, especially if you go on at rush hour or around the time when school kids are getting on the bus, you might as well just not bother. It really isn't a pleasant experience. You can have people jumping on top of you and fucking bottles whizzed at your head from people you don't even know. Maybe my area is just a bit weird, but, you know, my personal experience. I briefly touched on this in the past segment, but I'd say, in terms of public transport, if I had to get from here to somewhere else if possible i would rather get a train now don't get me wrong i'm not going to say that trains are like eight billion times better than buses because in our in actuality i'd say it's fairly close but depending on the timing a train could just be so much better for you like i've gotten a train in the mornings in the afternoons in rush hour and it's pretty much the same experience pretty consistent all around you've got quite a few people on there it's nicely spaced out the windows are usually open which don't get me wrong it makes it fairly cold and if you know what i'm talking about you know what i'm talking about here but there's nothing like it's the worst experience in the world debatably when you're on a long train journey and you've got a changeover at a train station and there's like a 10-20 minute wait between it and it's like night time because so it's freezing you, you see you see some characters it's the worst right it is the worst but And maybe that's an advantage of buses, actually. You don't, like, as far as I'm aware, you don't have to, like, swap buses. Like, if a bus says it's going to Manchester or something, then, you you know, if it says it's going to Glasgow, then that's that's where you're going, you know what I'm saying? But trains, in all honesty, you see some characters, but I'd say I felt a lot less intimidated on trains. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that You know, I'm Billy Big Bollocks and I don't get intimidated of anything because, in actuality, I'd say I get intimidated of my own shadow sometimes, but, oh, voice crack. But trains, in all honesty, I'd say 10-10. No, not 10-10. Let's be real. I'd say buses get a solid six, but trains get an eight. You know, they're a lot cleaner. The staff are a lot friendlier. You don't see as many there's many weird people on there like don't get me wrong i've had a few negative experiences with trains like for example once i was on train to the town center and well let's just say this there's a group of goths who were throwing cans of monster at like everyone like what the point in that was i don't know i wish i was joking but that's gen z for you and here's me criticizing gen z when i am part of it but you know let people live let people do what they want who am I to sit here and condemn people throwing cans of Monster at people when I'm sat here recording a podcast in my bedroom? You know, if you get enjoyment out of it and it's and it's not harming anyone, then fair enough. I mean, don't get me wrong. This podcast, it might be harming your ears. You might be thinking, what the fuck is this kid on about? Which is fair play. But we move. It's all subjective. One method of public transport that I haven't really covered, and there's a reason I've left it to last in terms of the the transport segment, is planes, like, you know, aeroplanes, those things, right, and do you know why, because those things scare the living shit out of me, you couldn't pay me to get on one of those, well, you could, you know, if you couldn't take me to a nice sunny country, I'd pay you, in fact, (laughs) but, yeah, I've only been on two, two, uh, fucking hell, two planes in my entire life, once get to Spain and once get back from Spain, and this was eight years ago, so I was like you know end of primary school age so i'm not I'm obviously you know my, my mind's casting me back a little bit, but from what I can remember, we got there hours early as British people do, and the air the airports are honestly fairly boring, I would say, but in terms of the plane itself. We experienced an hour and a half delay to take off, which was pretty shit, in all honesty, but I slept through the entire uh, hour and a half. And then it was, I think it was a, an hour, maybe two hours. It was an hour or two hours to Spain. I believe it was two. I could be wrong, though, because it was quite a few years ago. Slept through the entire uh, plane journey, <laughs> there and back. But in all honesty, it's okay, Airplanes planes. Uh, they're a bit scary. The whole... Like, thing of, oh, look at us, we're floating in the air because we're sick cunts. That's a bit of a weird vibe. But, I don't know. If I had to get on, say, a ferry or something to France, or I could get the plane. Now, depending on the price difference, of course, but I'll definitely pick the plane. Just because I can't swim. So, any people who are after talking to me about um, my phobias, that's something I could do a podcast on. Water is not one of them. No, it is one of them. I'm I'm shit scared. No, don't. I think I'm just going to end the podcast here, in all honesty, boys, because I've got some planning to do for a future episode, which is dropping on the weekend. I'm pretty sure I briefly mentioned it in the intro. It's basically going to be a Halloween-themed one. I'm not exactly sure what, but the hope is to tell you a few stories and debunk a few myths. Could possibly be the longest episode to date. I'm unsure yet, but I've been working at it for a week or so. And I'm honestly proud of how it's come along. I'd like to say a big thank you for how well the Happiness Podcast was received. We had a record number of solo listeners. And by that, I mean... The highest... I'll be transparent. The highest listened podcast we have at the moment is the one where I got a guest on, which was Harris, my friend. But in terms of solo podcasts, it was the cancel culture one. People seem to enjoy that apart from the fact it sounded heavily scripted. But... I went for a completely different approach on the happiness one. I kind of just dug deep in my heart and I wrote a few notes and I just kind of waffled and waffled, which I think is, in know, honestly, I feel like that's what the podcast is about. Like it's specifically this podcast, you know, you're not here to read a monologue. You're here to relate, you're here to escape whatever is going on inside of your head or at home and Hopefully I'm providing that in some way, shape or form. And if I'm not, then fair enough. But I'm still going to continue to do it because in all honesty, it distracts me from my shit. So yeah, thank you so much for listening to the What Is World podcast. We now have a link tree, which is available in the Instagram bio. I'm hoping to launch a What Is World pod TikTok where I can post a few clips from not only this episode, but a past few episodes. I'm really hoping to kind of just branch out this podcast, like. In all honesty, I want to give my all at it now, because it was something I was trialing, and I'm sorry this outro is going on a little while, but it was something I was kind of trialing, something I'd see if I had enjoyed to do, and. Literally, I believe it was yesterday. I, I do a lot of things in my day, if you couldn't tell. Um, yesterday, I was re-listening to the first episode, and I can just hear how nervous I was and how in all honesty, it sounded like my friend was leading the podcast, not me, and that isn't how it should be, is it? So, just to see the progress I've made, and even though I've only done solo episodes since, I believe if I could get a guest on, it would be a lot more of the Wattie's world, wouldn't it? Like, I don't know, if you go back and listen to that, you'll know exactly what I mean, but the the progress in which this podcast and myself have made with it, I couldn't be prouder of it, I couldn't be happy about it, so... I'm just going to give it my all. I'm going to really shoot all the time that I can into this. I'm going to be planning episodes weeks in advance now rather than... Like, you couldn't tell, today's podcast was put together very last minute, which isn't very professional of me, but I've I've been working really hard on this Halloween episode. Honestly, I have. So I hope it pays off. But, yeah, without any further ado, thank you for listening to the What Is World podcast. If you're on Spotify, please don't forget to hit that notification bell to follow us. I'm pretty sure you can follow on Google Podcasts, which I've recently found out that we are on. And on Apple Podcasts, I'm pretty sure there's a way to follow or to notify you when a new episode comes out. So yeah, thank you so much for listening. What's